Social Zoom Factor, episode 168. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. The Marketing Nuts Agency helps companies transform their social and digital business from the inside out. Visit their website at www.themarketingnutswithaz.com for a client list, case studies, and some amazing free resources to get you started down the path of success. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. All right, today we are going to talk about Twitter. And I'm going to answer a question that I get all of the time. And this is something I hear from clients, from colleagues and friends. And every time I go to an event, I do a ton of international speaking and training, and we do workshops and people always ask me the question, Pam, how do you always look like you are always available on Twitter? Like it looks like you're on Twitter all day. So how do I save time on Twitter? That is the question we are going to answer today is how can you absolutely maximize your time and your investment on the platform of Twitter. And I am going to give you eight specific tips that are going to help you maximize every single minute that you are spending on Twitter. And they're very tactical type of tips. They are tips you are going to be able to implement immediately starting today. So let's go ahead and get started. And first thing I want to tell you is that I am not on Twitter all day. I run a very busy marketing agency. It's called the Marketing Nuts with a Z. And I have two kids. I have one kid that just started high school, another that just started sixth grade and so middle school. So we are beyond having a busy, you know, fulfilled life. And so I don't have time to sit on the social networks all day. However, I also believe in true uh, real-time engagement as much as I can. And I'm going to do a podcast soon talking about automation, and I'll share some more of exactly how I utilize automation with my Twitter and my other platforms. And I'll get into that a little bit today, but 
uh, we'll cover that in more depth in a future episode because I do use some automation when it comes to Twitter, but you can never automate engagement. You can never automate real-time conversation that's happening. And I think that's one of the most important things about Twitter and social media, most social networks, is being able to schedule time out of your day for that real-time engagement, right? Being able to look another person in the eyes digitally and being able to communicate with them as humans and talk to them as a human being because every person that is behind an avatar on Twitter, so the avatar I'll refer to as your your Twitter profile photo, so that whatever your name is on, online, my Twitter name is Pam Marketing Nut, okay? And it's P-A-M-M-K-T-G-N-U-T. You can go to do a search on Google and pick your flavor of how you'd like to connect with me on which social platform. But you, every person on Twitter, every avatar, there is a person behind that profile, unless it's a fake bot spam account, okay? Uh, we're talking real people here. So you need to remember you are communicating with other humans. And that's probably the biggest mistake people make when it comes to Twitter is thinking that they can just use it as this spam platform that, you know, okay, now I have the opportunity to tell the world about myself and my story and my brand products. And, you know, I am just going to spam, spam, spam. Now I've done a ton of other episodes on Twitter, everything from how to get your CEO on Twitter, how much should your CEO be on Twitter, um, how to utilize Twitter lists and, and the list goes on. On, how to get the conversation started. So I will make sure that I include some links to those podcasts and blog posts on the show notes page for this episode. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 168. I also have a Twitter persona worksheet you can download. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash Twitter persona. And that is a great worksheet to help you build out your brand on Twitter. I have a content calendar and loads of other things. So Make sure you check those resources out. But just know I don't live on Twitter. I may look like I'm there all day, but I'm there periodically. I may t hop into Twitter for one or two minutes in between client meetings and projects we're working on and team meetings. I don't live on Twitter. So let's go ahead and dig into these eight tips, okay? Tip number one is that you need to plan your work and work your plan. So you need to set goals. You need to know why are you on Twitter? And this goes for any social network, right? It doesn't matter whether it's Google+, whether it's Google Hangouts, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, whether it's, you know, all the new live video streaming social networks that are popping up. And there's so much pressure we have to uh, be everywhere all the time. And I do a lot of speaking and training on omni-channel marketing. And, and because of all these platforms launching, everybody thinks they need to be everywhere all the time. The truth is you need to know why you're doing what you're doing. You need to know who is your audience. What do you need to know about them? What do you know? What do you not know? Uh, you need to know how are you going to communicate with them? How are you going to help them solve problems? How, what are you going to do on Twitter? How is it going to help you get closer to your goals and objectives? Okay. Whether that be personal, professionally, whether it be for your business, you need to, to plan what you're doing and why. And that's the biggest mistake 
that people make when it comes to Twitter and why they will say they're not getting any ROI on their time on Twitter. And when you ask them, well, what are your objectives on Twitter? Well, it, I, I don't really know, you know, who's your audience that you're wanting to reach? Well, anybody that wants to buy my product and everybody wants to buy my product. Um, you know, females between the ages of 25 and 65. Wrong, right? You need to know who is your who is your audience? Who is that persona? Who is that person that you want to connect with on Twitter? And why do you want to connect with them? Where do you want that relationship to go? Is it about brand awareness and then nurturing a relationship? How are you going to nurture that relationship? Which leads us into tip number two, which is do not use Twitter as an island or a silo. You need to make sure that you are integrating Twitter into your other marketing and business priorities. And I did a podcast on this a while back about how to build an integrated platform that works when you're not working, right? You want your platform to work when you are not working. I get leads that come into us every single day, even on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. Saturday mornings, I'm on the soccer field or on the basketball courts with my son. Um, they're involved in all kinds of sports and fishing tournaments. I'm out there at the lake or wherever I'm at and I'm getting in leads that are qualified leads that are coming in through our platform, right? We're, we're closing business the following week based on what's happening on the weekend when I'm not working. That's a platform that's working for me. And I have blogging, I have podcasting, I have tons of worksheets and resources out there. And Twitter is like this net. Twitter is like this net that you can cast and it will organically bring the people to you who want what you have to offer them and what you have to offer to help them solve their problems. Now, it's not gonna happen in a positive way for you to achieve those types of objectives and goals if you don't know your audience and how you are going to provide them value. You need to have those call to actions. You need to have that platform that serves them relevant, compelling value, value that are, whether that's delivered through textual content or audio content or video content or worksheets and templates and tools, content that is so valuable that they're like, wow, that was awesome. Okay. That's why we talked about tip number one is planning your work and working your plan and make sure that you have the right goals and objectives because the right goals and objectives are not just to get a lot of followers. Okay. I have over 250,000 people that follow me on Twitter. Twitter. However, my goals and objectives with Twitter have never been to get followers. It's never been to increase my influence score. If you do the right things, if you serve your audience, if you have a, a strategic and tactical integrated plan for how you are going to serve your audience value, all those numbers will, will come. The followers will come. You will learn how to attract the right people that will want to connect with you both personally and professionally. So make sure you get things integrated. Tip number three is to limit your time and to basically just set time each day specifically for Twitter, okay? You need to try to spend, even if it's five minutes a day on Twitter. And we work with, you know, small businesses all the way up to enterprise companies. And I've coached everything from C-level executives and Fortune 10 brands down to startup founders. And we do a lot of employee empowerment within companies where we're doing a lot of employee advocacy programs and we're training employees that may have never even been on the social networks. And 
even if they only have five minutes a day, we can help them with how to spend that time. Even five minutes can help you get towards your goals if you are doing the right things. Okay, so Twitter can be a huge time suck if you don't manage it. And I set time aside every single day to just engage, to just listen. There, there are some days that I, you may not see me tweeting a whole lot on Twitter, but what I'm doing is listening. I'm, I'm following leaders in our industry. I'm, you know, watching what's happening. I'm reading blog posts. I'm finding and curating good content that then maybe I'm going to share at a later time. So limiting your time will help you provide more value. It's not about just being on Twitter 24 hours a day and thinking the more that you tweet, the more followers you're going to get, the more that you spam, the more people are going to click on your links. It's about building a brand that is you, that is authentic, that represents, you know, either you personally or your business brand. So limit that time so you are maximizing every single minute that you are on there. Tip number four is to simply do your research. And this means taking a look at the the larger ecosystem of Twitter. So who are the influencers in your industry? Who are the industry thought leaders, right? Who are the people who are driving conversations in your industry, in your niche? And following them is great, right? And we're going to talk about Twitter lists here in a little bit. But, you know, putting those top influencers on a Twitter list is great to do. So you need to know uh, what types of content is being shared on Twitter for your niche and for your industry. What are those conversations? What's the context of those conversations? How are people engaging with each other? Because as with any social network, you don't want to just hop onto a social network and not understand the ecosystem of which you're jumping into. So think about a a real in-person networking event, okay? You walk into a room and it's filled with people and you're wanting, you have specific goals for that event or that dinner, whatever it may be. And you're not going to just walk in and maybe if you know people, you're going to just go start talking to people. But let's, let's place this analogy and let's say you don't know people in this room. Hopefully the first thing you would do in a room is try to understand what's happening in the room, right? Who's talking to who? Where's the food? Um, Where are people hanging out? How am I going to get to the restroom? Um, What are the other ways that I can engage in conversation? conversation, you know, is there a raffle, whatever is going on at that event. So the same thing goes for Twitter or any social network. You want to get a feel for what's happening in that environment and how can you then become a best positive contributing valuable part of that community. Because the thing you need to understand with Twitter is that in any of these social networks that have been around for any amount of time is that there are already established norms and behaviors and communication practices and communities on Twitter. And although you may be new to Twitter or whatever social network, chances are there are thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people already on that social network. So although you may be new to it, there's a lot of people that aren't. So that's why you have got to do your research and make sure that you don't make yourself look like a fool from day one, okay? You're also going to want to research hashtags. So that leads us into tip number five, which is maximize the use of hashtags. And I've done some blog posts on this in the past. If you don't know what a hashtag is, a hashtag is basically, um, you remember the number sign. Uh, we used to refer to it as the pound sign uh, on uh, the traditional phones, there was a button and 
we put that that symbol in front of any word on Twitter or on Google Plus or on Facebook. And then that becomes a searchable type of word. So we can put in like hashtag marketing, hashtag Twitter, hashtag insurance, hashtag financial, hashtag digital, hashtag Pam Marketing Nut. Okay, and the list goes on and on. And so hashtags, the reason that hashtags are powerful is that they bring people together who have common interests, common um, things that they are wanting to learn about. They want to connect over a certain topic or they're they're providing content or wanting to find content on a specific topic. So uh, I will link to some of the podcasts I've done in the past on hashtags. I actually have one that was hashtags in a nutshell. <laughs> so it'll give you everything you need to know in about, I think, a 10 minute time frame so you can learn about <clears throat> hashtags. But make sure you research the hashtags for your industry, for your niche, and then you know, it's both art and science with how many hashtags you include on your tweets. So you don't want to use too many. You don't want to have, you know, like only two words and then you have 10 hashtags. But, you know, you need to, that's why you need to do your research and figure out what other people are doing in your industry and niche so that you're not looking like an outlier. You know, if everybody in your industry is kind of using three hashtags on a, uh, some of their tweets, then it's going to be okay for you to do that. The hashtags are really powerful because they will help you find other people in your industry and niche. They will help you find possible customers. They'll help you find content that then you can share and you can curate. And curating content is an amazing way for you to grow your brand on Twitter and to leverage Twitter to grow your business because you can share other people's content. And it's all about the OPC, baby. And, um, if you've heard that song, you probably are laughing right now and starting to dance in your chair, but it's um, not to be confused with the OPP, you know me. But OPC is other people's content and other people's community. So when you are sharing other people's content, that's called curation. And you're taking some of the best content that's out there and then you are curating that content, right? And curation is not the same as aggregating because aggregating content, you're just putting it all together. Curation means you're actually putting thought and mind into that content. And I have a podcast that's coming up on that as well. But, you know, hashtags can really help you find that content. And then you can start to curate content. And then as you start to provide different hashtags on your tweets, then people will know what type of content that is. And um, it'll help people find you as well. So I know we're getting deep into some amazing tips for how to maximize your time on Twitter. But we need to hear a few words from our sponsors because they are what keeps us going. So please give them a quick listen and I will be right back with our remaining tips. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition with one little tweet 
email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Do you ever feel stuck in a rut like your online business and social business isn't all that it could be? The Marketing Nuts Agency helps small businesses clear up to the Fortune 50 brands, provide clarity and vision for current and future programs. The Marketing Nuts believe in ROI-driven decision-making while still inspiring audiences with relevant content. From social business strategy and consultation, influencer marketing, to corporate training and workshops, and fully outsourced digital and social programs, the Marketing Nuts helps you prioritize your investment, impact business goals, and inspire your audience to invest in a relationship with you. To start the conversation, visit www.themarketingnutswithaz.com. Okay, I'm back. Tip number six is learn how to use Twitter lists. And I did an entire podcast episode on Twitter lists, so I encourage you to check that out. But bottom line, Twitter lists are one of the best ways for you to cut out the clutter, cut out the noise of Twitter, okay? So you are going to be able to then uh, narrow down the type of content that you are seeing, that you are engaging in, and it is going to make you so much more effective. So if there's one thing that you do on Twitter um, as you are learning the, the ins and outs and technical features of Twitter is to make sure you understand, I would say, how to use hashtags and search using hashtags and how to use Twitter lists. Now, when it comes to Twitter lists, you can create your own lists and they can be public or they can be private. So as you're just getting started, you can create a private list of people like your go-to people. So I even have some private lists that are my go-to resources and that's, they're usually pretty small lists. So, uh, and then I have some other lists that are public. I have, you know, lists of fun people I meet. So there's a list that I have fun and interesting people and that is just people that I meet on Twitter that um, inspire me or they make me laugh or they're my friends, right? So if you want to connect with some good people, another way to do it is to follow other people's lists, okay? So you could go follow my list of fun and interesting people. Um, I have a women power list, right? I have I have lists around certain topics, certain industries, some of our client industries. So it's a great way to learn about your own brand. So when you are first getting on Twitter, what is really interesting is to see the list that other people are putting you on. And I remember when I first left corporate after spending 15 years in corporate America and people kept putting me on these lists that was uh, coach and inspiration and and all these like soft things. And I was coming out of the corporate world. I was worked in corporate brand and marketing in, in large you know corporations primarily down to some entrepreneurial companies, but mostly in big business. I worked in big tech. And so when I first got on Twitter and I first started blogging, 
it was really awkward for me to uh, blog. And if you were to go back to some of my first blog posts, you would laugh, you know, comparing that to my content now because it was so corporate. And I actually apologized. I would share some personal things. And I have one blog post where I said, you know, I'm sorry if this, you know, personal type of thing isn't your thing. We'll make sure to have other business bites and, and technology here too. And what I started to learn from Twitter is that people were seeing me as this inspiration because I was just sharing my story. So I was, as I was launching our business and I was starting a new agency that happened to sell within two years, the first one, I shared the journey, you know, and I've always done that. I've shared the good, the bad and the ugly. I tell people what's going on. We tell them what's happening. They know uh, where we are. And so then those Twitter lists were a huge part of me understanding how people actually saw me and and what they wanted from me. So take a look at the list that you're getting put on. And if you're struggling with what your audience on Twitter, what how people are seeing you and maybe what they want from you, obviously there's all kinds of other ways you need to engage with your audience and you need to know your customer. But one easy way, you know, to get some quick data is to see the list they're putting you on and see how they are perceiving you and your brand, what type of information they see that you're providing, because it may or may not be what you want it to be. But in regard to the Twitter list, so I would say if you're new, create a list of people that you just met and that you want to know better. Um, create a list of people that you know already and you want to make sure that you stay in contact with, particularly on Twitter. Uh, create a list of the industry leaders and influencers, and then make sure that you follow other people's posts, okay? Other people's lists. Those are some of the most important things for Twitter lists. Tip number seven is about scheduling, okay? And there's all kinds of debates on whether it's okay to automate uh, Twitter and any social networking. And I think there are many brands and people that definitely do some over-automation, right? There's some industry thought leaders, even in the social space, that will preach brand humanization and quality over quantity, yet they're sending out four to 500 automated tweets a day. Okay, come on, people, let's get real here. So I think what you need to do is make sure you have a healthy balance of automation. And I definitely use automation. We automate some of our evergreen content, even content we wrote five years ago. We automate tweeting that. We automate tweeting some of those blog posts overnight even. So, you know, there are certain days of the week that we will share some of that content overnight. Now, I've been on Twitter a long time, since 2009. So I know my audience on Twitter. I know that I have a global following and I, I have built that global following very much by making sure that I'm providing content around the clock. So do not be afraid to automate the sharing even of some of your own content, whether that be blog, video, podcast, uh, whatever you may have. Go ahead and share that out. But just make sure that you're not doing it too much because the truth is, you, like I said earlier, you can't really ever truly automate engagement, right? You're not going to be able to automate a real-time reply and that needs to be human. But some tools, some of my favorite tools for automation are Buffer. So the Buffer app is amazing for scheduling tweets. You can load all different um, platforms in there. So you can do everything from, you know, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and get your posts automated. And it, you can set up a schedule so you can just load blog content in there. And there's a little widget that you can use from what, regardless what browser you're using, whether you're using Safari or Chrome, and then you can automatically share. So even if you're on somebody else's blog, 
blog post and like it. So as you're curating content, it's a great tool for curating content because I don't know about you, but for me, I only have certain time during the week and during the day that I'm able to read content. And I wish that I had more time to do that every single day. I could, I honestly could just consume information. I am such a um, professional learner that I, I am a lifelong learner. I learn from reading and listening and and seeing what people are doing. And so uh, when I have time to read content or listen to content, I don't want to just share all that stuff out at once, right? So it's like, okay, I found these 10 blog posts I've been reading. I'd rather schedule them out over time. So that's where Buffer comes in great for me. I also use Sprout Social for that. So we are big users of Sprout Social in our agency, and we use it with some of our clients as well as Hootsuite. But um, both Hootsuite and Sprout Social have great scheduling tools. Um, but uh, Buffer is going to be cheaper if you're just starting out. Hootsuite has a uh, a more cost-effective option as well. And then when you're looking to really take that to the next level, Sprout Social is great. And Sprout Social has some great reporting. And then Hootsuite has the enterprise, which takes you up a level. So if you're at that small business level, um, and even some of our enterprise clients love using Sprout Social uh, because it's just the user interface I think is beautiful. I'm a big believer in Hootsuite, but I'm not happy with where some of their things have went with their UI. It's just not as um, delightful of as an, as an experience. TweetDeck is another option. You can use TweetDeck um, for free, no cost. And so there's quite a bit you can do inside TweetDeck to filter hashtags and, and Twitter lists and, and that type of thing. And then you have a dashboard. So you just kind of got to test some of those tools and see which one works with your brain and your eyes and, and what gives you that best feeling that you feel you're going to want to engage in that platform. And then last but not least, tip number eight is to take a look and engage in tweet chats. Now, tweet chats are, I have a podcast on this as well, a couple different podcasts. So if you don't know what a tweet chat is, go check out my other podcasts. I will link to all of them at the show notes page, socialzoomfactor.com slash 168. But a tweet chat is basically, um, they're usually a one hour type of event online on Twitter, where people come together to talk about a certain topic. And all the conversations are filtered via a hashtag. Just do a search on Google, and I'll provide a link to some of the tweet chats, some of the tweet chats that are out there as well. But just do a search for tweet chats, and then type in your industry or niche, like do financial tweet chat or marketing tweet chat, and you're sure to come up with a list of those to help you find those. Uh, There are Tweet chats on every topic, whether that be foodie chats, branding chats, marketing chats. We host the Get Real Chat that's every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I encourage you to come join us. If you're looking to grow your brand on Twitter, you would like to meet some new people and just connect and understand it. We have been doing our tweet chat over four and a half years. So it was January of 2010. Can you believe that? And we had people literally that four and a half years ago, they could barely send a tweet or a retweet. And now they are rocking their social, right? They've either grown their business. We have a couple people we actually hired and, you know, they run some communities with us for large brands. And so it's a great way to connect, whether you're looking for a job, whether you're looking for clients, whether you just want to build community and meet new people. I highly encourage you to check out 
a tweet chat or two. So that's what I have for you today. I hope that this information is powerful for you. I hope that, that it gives you some actions that are quick that you can take home and immediately start implementing. I have loads of resources on Twitter on my blog. I will try to link to a good set of those. Um, you can go to pammarketingnut.com or socialzoomfactor.com and just do a search for Twitter in our search bar and you will find a ton of them. So Thank you so much for listening today. I know your time is valuable. That is a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.